Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello, Perpetual Traffic listeners, and welcome to the show and happy new year. It is officially 2021, kind of. I'm actually recording this on New Year's Eve, but it is 2021 in the future where you are right now. But coming up later on the show, we have What's Working Now, where Ralph is going to be talking with Angela Ponsford about some big changes happening on the Facebook ads platform and, of course, how you can prepare for that. But first, I wanted to talk about a little something called Traffic and Conversion Summit that we just finished. We had such a good time. My team was moderating all of the chat rooms and we thoroughly enjoyed ourselves. We had some really amazing speakers. If you were able to be there with us, we had Arnold Schwarzenegger, Shailene Johnson, the Boss Babes. We talked about a lot of really good stuff, including some really cool email marketing techniques. We talked about how to grow your business, how to scale your business. It was such a good time. So in order to get ready for 2021, we wanted to share with you a part of Ryan's keynote. So he is going to be telling you what is the next big thing in marketing. So without further ado, here is Ryan. Do you realize what happened this year? I want you to think about what happened this year. This year, as digital marketers, as digital first business, whether you sell online or you market online, this year was a powerful, powerful year for us because what we just experienced was 10 years of growth in online sales in three months. In three months, leading up to this year, 2019, e-commerce penetration, meaning online sales, represented just over 15%, all right? Just over 15%. So from the dawn of humanity until the year of our Lord, 2019, we managed to go from zero to 15%. And then in just three short months, for reasons that are now obvious and not worth repeating, we went from about 17% up to nearly 35%, and it's only going higher. I have family members who thought that if you entered your credit card uh, online, it was obviously going to be stolen. I would never do it. Guess what they're all doing right now? They're all buying all their things on the line. If there's one thing that marketers have to get better at than just about any other profession, right, it is learning from our mistakes and our failures because we got a whole lot more losses than we do wins. But when we win, we win big, we double down, we optimize. And that's what this year has been about. This year has been all about taking the hard-earned lessons and bringing them in. So we're going to take those. We're going to take those. We're going to be sharing them with you. And I truly believe that armed with all of these lessons that 2021 is going to be your best year ever. 
One of the most deadly things that can happen to you as a business is to lose your only means of communication. There are YouTubers, YouTubers with great thriving businesses who got kicked off of YouTube and then they had no business anymore. There are search engine optimization folks who they spent all their time optimizing their rankings for Google, only for Google to make a little bit of a shift in their algorithm and boom, they were gone. They lost all their rankings. They lost their connectivity with the customers. There are social media experts, people who spent all their time investing in social channels, whether it was you know, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, whatever, only to have the social channels change their algorithm to reduce their reach or to remove them from the platform completely. This happens. This happens all the time. So if you want to be anti-fragile, you need to maintain those communication paths. So everybody wants to know, and this is normally the big question I want, everybody wants to know, hey Ryan, what's the next big thing in marketing in 2021? What is that next big thing in marketing gonna be? And for years, for years, that's the question that I sought to answer. What's the next big thing in marketing gonna be? I discovered a better question this year. I think that we should stop asking what the next big thing is going to be, and I think we should start asking what won't change. I'm gonna say that again. What won't change? What isn't going to change in marketing? What won't change? So I wanna ask you, what are the apps that you use every single day, right? What are the apps that you use every single day? When you open up your phone, when you pick out your phone in the morning, what is the apps that you open? I bet uh, Instagram, right? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, right? Maybe it's LinkedIn for some of you who are, you know, B2B and you just love seeing inspiration. Uh, maybe it's, it's chat, right? It could be chat like WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger. Um, podcasting is big, right? Spotify, Buzzing. There's there's, these are all great. And I believe that all of these are true. There's one big one that I haven't seen except for I just saw it. Email, email, the one, the one app that I bet you open every single day without fail is your email app. And that's why when people say, when they ask me, Ryan, what's the next big thing in marketing? I say the next big thing in marketing, wait for it, prepare to have your mind blown is email. Email is the next big thing thing in marketing. I love all the new stuff. I do. I do. We've got Rachel Peterson, a dear friend of mine, brilliant, brilliant marketer. She's talking about TikTok, and I think it's great. And I think that you probably should, uh, you know, look at that as, a, as an up-and-coming strategy. But I, I'm talking to business owners who suck at all aspects of marketing. They're terrible. They're absolutely terrible at marketing. And they're saying, Ryan, what should my TikTok strategy be? And I say, your TikTok strategy for 2021 is called email. That's your TikTok strategy, email. Figure out email first, everything else comes second. Why, right, why email? Number one, it's not dead, it's not. People have been predicting the death of email for as long as I have been in marketing. Slack was gonna kill it, social was gonna kill it, millennials were gonna kill it. You know what happened to millennials, by the way? Everybody's like, oh, no millennials are on, on, on email anymore. All the millennials, they're just on social now. Millennials aren't doing it. You know what happened to the millennials when they got older? They got these things called jobs. Then you know what they got? Email addresses. They all got jobs and they all got email addresses. They started acting like old people like me, all right? That's what 
happens. And the only difference between the time before when they were on social and the time after when they got jobs is they had money. They actually had money to spend. So the people that you want to market to the most are the ones that actually have money to spend with your brand. Those are all the people that have email. Also, it really is less distracting and more engaging. You think about how we use social. Scroll, 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 right? You'll see a, a really great picture of like your friend posts a picture of a new baby. You're like, that's great. But immediately below that is some dancing adorable cat. Now, as cute as the kid is, the cat's going to win, okay? Now, think about it when it's your brand, right? Think about it when it's your ad, Right? When it's your ad, you're going to lose the dancing cat below. But when it's an email, it's right there. It's beautiful. It's perfectly formatted. And it is also built and designed for mobile. It is built and designed for mobile. What I love about it is, you know, when you get to the bottom of an email, you don't, there's no infinite scroll in email. You get to the bottom of an email and you get to the bottom. You get to the bottom. Email is the only marketing medium digital marketing medium that we have left that has a bottom that you can actually finish. How beautiful is it to actually finish something? Every social, it's infinite scroll, it goes on for freaking ever. It's also push not pull. They don't have to log in. They don't have to download an app. Everybody's already got email. They got it figured out and everybody knows how to use it. I got to tell you, I remember when Snapchat came out, I was like, I need to learn this. I do. It's an up-and-coming marketing channel, CEO of Digital Marketer. I need to learn. I need to figure out Snapchat. I do. I never freaking figured out that app. I just couldn't. I tried. I tried. I did. I promise. I tried. I'm no better at TikTok. I'm not saying this as any, like, you know, anything to be proud of. What I know, though, I know how to do email. And so does only everybody else. Brands, I, I love it. This has been the year that all the big brands figured it out. Again, e email, it's the cockroach of marketing. It will not die. And this is the year that everybody remembered it. I love companies like The Hustle. My buddy Sam Parr's company started this business, thehustle.co. It's an entire business built just around an email newsletter. Theskim.com, again, another business built entirely around an email newsletter. Morning Brew, morningbrew.com, a financial newsletter, just sold to Business Insider for, I believe, 75 million dollars, what are they? A daily email financial newsletter and they are rivaling the likes of the Wall Street Journal with email. Why? Because people are actually opening it. They're actually reading it. Even Tim Ferriss, the guy who wrote an entire book on stop using email, has an email newsletter. Now maybe you're saying, oh, this won't work for me. I'm B2B. I would encourage you, sign up for CB Insights newsletter. CB Insights sells 40, 50 and up uh, publishing packages to venture capitalists, private equity groups on kind of how the financial markets are moving. This is as B2B as B2B gets, right? Their, their low-level packages start at like 40, 50 grand and go up. They have a daily email newsletter and the subject lines alone will crack you up. Email. They send an email every single day and they're a B2B company selling 40, $50,000 packages. Buddy of mine, David Cancel, CEO of Drift, one of the fastest growing businesses in the tech space right now in SaaS, has an email newsletter. Now, I got to confess something to y'all. We really messed this up at Digital Marketer for years. For years. I remember when content marketing first happened, when blogging first happened, we decided, um, you know, uh, we're not going to put content in the email anymore. We're going to put content on our blog and we're going to email people and tell them, oh, we posted something over here. 
And so we did that. And something happened. Our open rates plummeted. Why? Because we stopped putting content in the inbox. We stopped putting content in the inbox. This year, at Digital Marketer, we launched an email newsletter. We started putting content back in the inbox again. And within 90 days, we saw our open rates return to where they were six, seven years prior. Why? Because we started putting content back in the inbox again. So I want you to write this down. This year, 2021, you want to have connectivity? You want to have connectivity? Optimize your email strategy first. Everything else comes second. I'm not saying the other stuff isn't important. I'm simply saying it's not as important as the most critical channel that you have, the one that you own, the one that is really difficult to take away from you. That channel is email. Okay, guys. So if you want to hear the rest of Ryan's keynote, you can actually go to trafficandconversionsummit.com forward slash recordings and check out not only the rest of Ryan's keynote, but all of the incredible sessions that happened at Traffic and Conversion Summit this year. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss out on all of these golden nuggets that our speakers had to share with us this year. But I am now going to hand you over to my wonderful co-host, Mr. Ralph Burns, who is with our Facebook ad specialist, Angela Ponsford. Enjoy. Hello, this is your host, Ralph Burns, and I am here joined by the awesome and amazing Angela Ponsford, Vice President of Media Buying at Tier 11. How the hell are you, Ange? How's everything going? Well, it's going. going. (laughs) Such enthusiasm. (laughs) Yeah, what we're going to be talking about today has got Ange a little bit down. (laughs) Actually, a little bit sad. She's wearing the sad emoji face here today, which is, you know, it's not all, you know, unicorns and rainbows and sunshine here in the world of advertising everybody. <laughs> like sometimes we need to break the bad news to you, but we'd rather break the bad news to you as opposed to just um, trying to paint a rosy picture. But we're going to be facing some challenges on the Facebook platform in 2021. Wouldn't you say, And Is that safe to say? Oh, yes. Winter is coming. <laughs> Winter is coming. Yeah, there's about three feet of snow around here in the Boston area. And meanwhile, it's like 80 degrees and sunny where Angela is. But yeah, winter is definitely coming in 2021 as if 2020 wasn't hard enough. Uh, But we're going to roll with the punches here. And it's a good thing you're a listener here at Perpetual Traffic. So you stay updated on what's going on. Today, we're going to be talking about... Da, 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 the ominous iOS 14.3 update and the havoc that it's causing right now. At least uh, a lot of people are pretty upset about this, and it's something that we want to address square uh, on right now and tell you sort of what we're planning on doing about it and also give you the information as to what it's all about. It's not the end of the world by any stretch, but it's definitely going to make your job as a Facebook advertiser a wee bit more challenging in the coming year. So, Ange... Let's talk iOS 14.3. What do we know about it and how will it affect our Facebook ads? So Apple have announced that they are, I believe it's the next update of iOS 14, which I actually have going on my phone right now. So We're doing this in real time, everyone. This is pretty exciting. Time. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it does it, yeah, um, then we can check it out. So basically what they're going to do is make it harder for Facebook to track conversions that are happening off of your ads. And the way that that's going to happen is if you are on an Apple device now and you're already on iOS 14, you've probably started seeing the the pop-ups that ask you whether you want um, an app to be able to track you 
whether you're just using the app or whether you're allowing the information to be used once or not at all. So this is already happening in the current format of iOS 14. I've seen it, you know, I get it all the time when I, you know, when I open Google Maps and stuff like that, you know, it's like allow your current location to be tracked while you're using the app or not or just once. So that's already happening. But what's going to happen with the next update is people are going to see a similar a similar pop-up and it's going to ask, Will, do you allow Facebook to track your activity across other apps and websites? And basically what we think is going to happen is that the majority of people are going to say, do not track me across other sites. And therein lies the problem. Because basically what that means, in a nutshell, if someone clicks on an ad, goes to your site, makes a purchase, that's not going to get tracked back to your ads. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wilders and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Very efficiently. So they're implementing this thing that we never even knew what it was called until about 10 minutes ago called ATT, not AT&T, ladies and gentlemen, app tracking transparency. It's the ATT pop-up. And that's that little thing that you're probably used to whenever you, I don't know, like Weatherbug did it for me today. Like yeah. I always say, yeah, track it while I'm using the app because that's convenient, right? Like wherever my location is, I want Weatherbug to tell me what the weather is. Mm-hmm. So here it's going to be allow while using app, allow once or don't allow maybe, or app or ask app not to track really, or either yes, do it or don't do it. Yeah, Facebook in particular, well, Facebook and it will be Instagram as well. One, one thing I'm curious about is, well, will it say allow Facebook if you're on an Instagram ad or will it say allow Instagram? A little side note, I'm just super curious as to whether it will say Facebook or Instagram. Very interesting. But yeah, it's it's basically, it's anticipated it's going to have a big impact on the reporting that you see in Ads Manager. And also, which is more concerning, the optimization that the algorithm is able to do based on that reduced information that it's getting back into the platform. So 
take take us through like what this means. Maybe just take us through like how that user flow kind of works, just so people sort of understand what this ATT thing really is and how it's going to affect. So you're on your your phone. Let's use the Instagram app. You're on the app. You see the pop up come up, and you click no. Do not allow Instagram to track me outside of the Instagram app. And then you see an ad. So we'll say that, you know, really nice shoes. That's a, a good one. Really nice shoes.com. You see an ad. Yeah, click on the ad. The browser navigates over to the website. There's some URL parameters attached to that uh, UTM parameters. And that, you know, with the Facebook or Instagram uh, parameter on it, you buy the thing that you saw the ad for. And then usually at that point, what would happen is the pixel event would be fired and then that data would feed straight back into Facebook and then you would see the event happening in Ads Manager. I mean, it's not you know, 100% real time, but essentially, you know, you see the data, the data will be fired back into Facebook. Facebook then uses that data to help optimize your ads moving forward. And, you know, that, that's generally how it works. With this new update, Yes, you still make the purchase on the website, but then it's at that point, if you have selected not to allow the tracking, that things get a little bit murky because Facebook is not going to report that data straight back into Ads Manager. And it's also not going to be able to use that information in the moment to help optimize your ads moving forward. So it's both a reporting issue and an optimization issue. So you say they might not report it back. Like there's some references or some resources that say it might actually come back in and appear. What's your sense? So it seems that Facebook will still get the data. The data will still be there, but they are not going to act on it. So kind of, it's almost like the data's there and I'm just going to ignore this lot of data because this person has said they don't want to track me. So this creates some challenges for sure. And obviously it's the reason why you should keep listening to this show because we're going we're gonna to bring in some experts to talk through this and have a lot more uh, as far as real evidence. We'll see it inside the ad accounts as this sort of this rollout continues to occur. People are up, upgrading to or updating from iOS 14.2, which is what I have on my phone right now up to 14.3. I have not gotten this you know, uh, little notification as of yet. But it's definitely going to change a few things. And I'm sure, you know, Facebook, from from my perspective, (laughs) Facebook always sort of has, uh, you know, a card up their sleeve and something will be uh, rolled out inside 2021. So what does this mean for advertisers and what can advertisers potentially do to help their situation at this point once they get all the information, sort of understand? We're, We're giving you a very broad overview of what's happening here. There's a lot of stuff that's happening here, but... Uh, we'll leave some links in the show notes, to obviously, so you can get the full picture. But what's an advertiser to do? What is Facebook recommending that people do, at least initially, based upon this change for 14.3? We think it is mostly 14.3, but they're really saying it's iOS 14. So the first thing that Facebook are recommending is that you verify your website's domain. Now, this is probably something that most people have already done. I know there's been a recommendation through the year from Facebook to do that. And basically what that is is doing is it's telling Facebook that you own the domain and that you are allowing, you know, ads to be run and tracking to come from that website. 
So we can, we'll put a link to how to do that. That's that's fairly simple to do. Uh, and Facebook does have a good resource on how to do that. The second thing is specifically if you're running ads for app installs, is making sure that you are updated to the most recent version of the Facebook SDK. It's not going to mean that this isn't going to still be a problem for you, but it's going to mitigate some of the issues. So that's two things. They're, they're two very basic things to do. One of those things that we've already started to do inside Tier 11 is integrate the Facebook API with some of our customers, one in particular. What is your sense with that right now, Ange? And, and um, even so, if it is a potential solution here, not saying that it is a solution, like how has the API actually behaved with the customer that we've, we've implemented it with? The theory with the conversions API is that you would see more conversions generally. It's like a, a more robust way to feed the information back into Ads Manager. We haven't seen that particularly with this customer, but it's a completely custom build. And they were a fairly early adopter with conversions API. Those early adopters often, it, you're ironing out the bugs. So we're still in that process of like, okay, we've got this installed. What difference is it making when the update is rolled out? Yeah, so definitely stay tuned here for the next What's Working Now so we can give you an update on that. Um, what's the biggest impact for direct response advertisers at this point? Something that's super interesting is that currently when you're getting results reporting in Ads Manager, they're based on the time of impression. So if someone saw an ad five days ago and then converted today, it would show up in Ads Manager as the conversion happening five days ago. That might be new news to people. I think we've we've done a few episodes on that, but say that once again so people understand. So you see an ad. Yeah, you see an ad on Facebook. And so you see an ad on Facebook five days ago and you click on that ad and you go to the website and you decide, you know, I need to do a bit of research here. I'm not going to buy. So you... Go and do your thing. You've got the page bookmarked. And then five days later, you come, you're like, hmm, I've done my research. I'm ready to buy. So you go in and you buy. And what happens in Ads Manager is that attribution will show on the ad that you clicked for the date five days ago. So if you were going in and you were filtering out, you know, your results by date, you would see, oh, there was a sale attributed back to that ad for five days ago. And that's different, you know, so if you're using Shopify, for example, the sale would show up today in Shopify, but it would show up five days ago on Facebook. And I think that's, uh, that's, that is a really important point for people to understand. And it's, it's one of the reasons why your Shopify data will never match up with your Facebook data. Never. Because they use different attribution models. Absolutely. And in the current environment, this is the reason why, let's say, at the end of the month, you know, you say, oh, wow, I had $20,000 worth of sales in November inside your Facebook ads manager. And then here it is, middle of December. You might go back, oh, what did I do last month in sales? All of a sudden, you're like, I have 25000 in sales all of a sudden. It might be because of that. So, And that's one of the reasons why the default is 28-day click, one-day view inside ads manager. But it's the record of the event is when the interaction with the ad is, basically when the impression happened. So that's something that is obviously now going to change with this whole thing. So tell us about the difference. Yeah. So the difference now is that the the event, the purchase event is going to be tracked on the day the conversion occurred. 
So she clicked on the ad five days ago, yeah, by today. Now that would be tracked to today. But from what we can ascertain, there's going to be a delay in that information coming back through to Facebook. So even though it will be tracked to when the conversion occurs, it won't be real time. It will be way less real time than what it currently is. Yeah, so this is something that's not, we don't exactly know the answer to this. It might be up to three days, some sources are saying. Might not be at all, other sources say. So it's really hard to say specifically, but obviously this whole Apple upgrade through the iOS 14.3 is affecting a lot of stuff here. And Facebook fundamentally is actually changing the way in which they report in general. So there's a lot of updates here sort of inside this update. And that's why we're going to leave all the links in the show notes for you guys to, to geek out on and not hopefully not freak out on, but just geek out on because, you know, this too shall pass as well. Um, tell us about some of the other things that are going to happen. You're not going to be able to see the breakdowns within Ads Manager on age, uh, gender and what platform, platform slash placement. This is pretty huge. Those breakdowns are some of the, the most important ones that we look at as an agency for our clients, you know, so that we can get the best results. You know, like, let's use age as, a, as an example. If you know that your ads are overspending in a certain age group, you may choose to exclude that age group or you may choose to get different ads for that age group and run them, you know, separate them all out. It's pretty big. And you're not going to be able to do that with the data that's been passed back. So there's your optimization. Absolutely. I mean, there's no word now on targeting for any of that sort of stuff. We're just really talking about reporting, at least for right now, for what we know as of today. But, you know, very oftentimes, I mean, we might even stratify out by age grouping based upon, you know, a scaling methodology that we use. Or, like you said, I mean, there's certain, I mean, this is basic targeting inside Facebook. Basic, like, one of the reasons why we love the platform so much is because the targeting is so good. But now the reporting is definitely going to change. So what you see and how you actually manage your ads is fundamentally going to change. And, you know, even on the placement, you know, we did, I did it yesterday with a client with one of our media buyers. We, we, we looked in and we realized we were spending the most amount on Android, but it was actually the worst results. So we're like, cut Android from the current campaigns and let's see how performance goes. You know, it's, it's part of those iterations. So that one's a big one. Similar to that is your retargeting pools are going to be smaller. Your audiences are going to be smaller uh, to retarget because not all the data is going to be getting fed back. So, you know, that's going to impact the amount you can spend on the retargeting and how effective that retargeting is, which is, you know, if you're employing the e-com ad amplifier, uh, if you're an e-commerce store, that's, you know, it's an integral part of it, being able to you know, make sure that we capture and scoop up the people that are sitting on the fence. Yeah, especially where they are in your customer journey, whether they're on a product page, whether they added to cart or whether they've just viewed a blog post. I mean, obviously, all those audiences, which we break down inside either the ad amplifier or the e-com ad amplifier, are super important, but they're going to be smaller as a result from this. And we know that larger audiences are king on Facebook. So this is going to be a challenge in the coming year. And then another one is the attribution window, is the default attribution in Facebook is going to change. So currently, for, for most ad accounts, the attribution is set at the uh, account level, and the default is 28-day click, one-day view. That's, that's, and you can change that, but most of our clients, that's what we leave as the default attribution. That is now going to be seven-day click. 
is the default attribution. And that is going to be for any new campaigns that are launched. That actually is important. I mean, especially if you're an advertiser that looks at, all right, by month, like, let's look at, you know, what my return on ad spend is or my cold traffic. Like a lot of people might go to cold traffic and say, all right, I can break even as long as it's like a 28 day look back. But a lot of that is going to change because now your reporting changes the day of the actual purchase is when the event is now going to fire as opposed to when the impression was. So a lot of this is going to, we're going to have to look at our ads and how we report very differently in the coming year. And this is a big deal for sure. So if you're a direct response advertiser or you are advertising for apps, especially like that's a big deal. We obviously we have a little, you know, a lot of people that listen to this show do app downloads as their conversion events. What should people there do uh, based upon all these changes? Definitely separating out your iOS. If you're running multiple, if you're running iOS and Android, then making sure that they're not running together and making sure you've got that latest version of the SDK, the Facebook SDK uh, update. That is super important to make sure that you've got that. 8.1, I'm not mistaken, is the latest version. I don't think it will eliminate this issue. It's not going to eliminate, but it will help with delivery, according to Facebook. And one other thing that we didn't mention is that there's only going to be eight conversion events available. So that's not a huge issue for most people. I mean, if you're e-commerce, you're really only, you know, you're looking at your, your page view, view content, add to cart initiate checkout and purchase. So eight conversion events for most people is fine. It's, it's, that's, you know, that's within the limit. But uh, a thing on that that I don't have the answer to yet, but we'll, we'll do some investigating is like, how does that, for custom conversions, how is that happening? But I would imagine it's the same, you know, the same rules apply. Yeah. So more updates to come here. And like I said, in the new year, we'll bring in some experts to actually talk about this stuff in a deeper way. And also we'll know more as time goes on. We'll be uh, throwing all the links in the show notes for all this stuff, a lot of developer data, Apple policy stuff. Uh, things are happening kind of fast here, sort of at year end 2020 and into 2021. So anything else to add or anything that we didn't miss that I think uh, the listeners of Perpetual Traffic would want to know about this big update here, Ange? Facebook are worried about this. They are taking this seriously. And honestly, the, I often struggle to read through the developer notes and the developer updates. I'm actually finding their updates for this to be quite comprehensive and, and really good to read through. So definitely take the time to read the updates that Facebook are putting out. They know that this is, is a big potential issue for them and they are taking steps to to remedy it and to make it as less of an impact on them as possible. So they are putting out some really good information. I would say some, some of the better information around this update. So definitely check the links. Don't panic because everybody's in the same boat and you know, if you guys are listening to this podcast, we're going to help you out and give you all the information. So yeah, just follow the steps. Keep listening because we'll keep updating you. I mean, this is obviously, this has been coming for some time, but it seems like it was just a lot of updates all at once right here. So uh, definitely check out the links and, um, you know, prepare for what could be a challenging 2021. Still though, I mean, at the end of the day, this is still a great platform. 
it's still an amazing platform to advertise on. I mean, we are certainly, as an agency, diversifying into all kinds of other traffic sources, which is actually kind of a big deal. That's sort of an update unto itself. That's almost like a tier 11 little update. But like, I would also recommend that if you are a single source advertiser on one platform, you're beholden to that platform. Uh, we've certainly, you know, built a business around Facebook and Instagram ads, but you know, back in 2013, we were kind of the only people that were really doing it as an agency. Now there's thousands of agencies that are out there, like you know, a guy in his basement with a VA, the way that I kind of started. But uh, the point is, is that you should be diversifying your traffic sources, and you shouldn't just use Facebook for your entire business. Obviously, Facebook is a great place to to test out with you know, about 4 billion active users on all of the platforms on a monthly basis. That's about half the world's population, a little bit more. So it's a great place for that. But once you have an offer that converts there, then you should definitely start looking at other platforms to diversify. And that's exactly what we're doing here. So any updates on some of the other platforms and and sort of the high level? I know we're on TikTok, Snapchat, got some YouTube stuff going on, Pinterest. I don't even know if we're on LinkedIn. We're on LinkedIn for tier 11. Anything to add there? Any sort of uh, cool stuff that you've learned in the last month or so? With Pinterest, we had some very pleasantly surprising results for one of our clients, um, getting you know actually getting ROAS delivered back on day one, which from from other people that I've spoken to that are running Pinterest ads, that's almost unheard of. So that that's been really surprising. That's been uh, pleasantly surprising. YouTube as well. You know, I know a lot of people out there will probably already be on YouTube, but that's working really well for a few of our customers right now. So yeah, if, if you are only doing Facebook, then you know, maybe 2021 is a year to maybe even consider that there's there's other things that will work in conjunction with Facebook and uh, help make your Facebook ads even better. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, like for the coming year, we'll be having obviously lots of different channel conversations. And I think, you know, from last week's episode, we talked about sort of the trends that are going to be happening throughout 2021. That is definitely one of them, diversifying your traffic sources as much as possible. And, you know, we even have some customers out of the 40 or 50 or so that we have on board right now that their only traffic source is Facebook, which, you know, all your eggs in one basket. I mean, you can have all your eggs in one basket and really watch that basket, but it's not your platform. Like, changes like we just discussed here for the last 20 minutes or so are going to happen. So as much as you diversify your traffic base, as much as you diversify your channels, if you're an Amazon guy, a seller, and that's all you're doing, you're beholden to Jeff Bezos. Sorry, you really don't have a business because you're singular channel. And if that channel goes down, or you start having issues with it, or Amazon starts outbidding you and in essence, you know, taking away your market share, there's not a whole lot you can do about it. So I think a smart strategy in general is to diversify, obviously become an expert in one area, which is certainly what we've done. But, you know, once you learn how to do this direct response thing, you can figure it out in all kinds of other platforms. And that also includes all the stuff that we've ever talked here about, you know, search engine optimization, content marketing, email marketing, all that is going to help you scale and grow your business in 2021. So certainly Facebook is a big part of it, but you got to roll with the punches and they're going to be rolling out probably more updates like this and in real time sort of spitting out information in the coming year because they are definitely under the microscope in a lot of ways, like from a governmental standpoint, 
all the way to the privacy side to you know their not necessarily nice relationship with some of the other big tech companies in California, obviously with Apple here. So uh, stay tuned to Perpetual Traffic for more updates on uh, what's going on in the world of traffic. So thank you, Ange, for coming on, uh, delivering the goods here and keeping us updated. Can't wait to see exactly uh, what happens and have you back on next month for the next uh, edition of What's Working Now. Bring on 2021 and all the new adventures. (laughs) Indeed. Bye-bye, 2020. So for all the uh, resources that we mentioned here in the show notes, obviously head on over to digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. This has been episode 287. Until next week, see ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.